0: Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 7, Sony PlayStation. What is the state of play? With me, George, and as always joined by my co-host, Tom, Ken Kutaragi, to my Ken Barlow. How's it going? (laughs) All right, dude. How are you? Um, Well, you know how I am. Slipped on your micro machines that you should have put away after Mumsy told you to. I know. Luckily, when we were doing one of our research missions deeper into the bunker, we found the sick bay, because that's where we're recording it from. Because after slipping on Tom's micro-machines, a la Home Alone style, I've broken my foot. Damn. Cast in a cast. Cast in a cast. <laughs> Working title. Tom, the immortal question. We've already gone way too far on the show without asking it. What have you been playing?
1: I have been playing some more days gone. Uh, really enjoying it still. Um I'm probably in the last third of the game now. Uh, the story's really picking up and hopefully going to finish that this weekend. Um, okay. I think it's it's quite hard to tell how far I'm into
0: it, really. Yeah, that sort of percentage can, completion thing yeah, is quite that's confusing, bit, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it is, because there's so many different percentages going on, as the listeners have probably found, if you're playing it, um, to to find like where you're actually at.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've I've missed playing it. I got myself going with some good stuff. Um, yeah. I think I was ready to do the first horde mission, and I was yeah, I was excited. Unfortunately, this little slipperoony on um, level seven of the bunker has resulted in me being stuck down in sick bay <laughs> with an original Game Boy that Mumsy brought for me, and then the PSV to the use snuck down. Um, remote play is good, but to play days gone via remote play, that's a no no. So I did actually ask Mumsy to swap the game in the drive from Days Gone to Yuzuki Kiwami, so I can pick that up. Yeah, And I've also been playing Final Fantasy X HD Remaster on the Vita. Not that far, probably 20, 30 minutes. Tardis has just crawled out of the water and decided to learn Blitzball with some futuristic locals. (laughs) I'm sure all those that are listening will know exactly what I'm talking about. Any other games you've been uh, nipping at the heels off, Tom? Uh, we won't talk about Overwatch. Uh,
1: What's that? Usual. What is that? Yeah. What is let's, that? Let's just leave that there. No, because
0: given the opportunity, <clears throat> you would give me the whole. I, wiki I would page.
1: do a full podcast on Overwatch. <laughs> <if> you <laughs> well, know, you, can, you can, may, can. maybe maybe I'll sneak a few more sleeping tablets in your meds for your foot, and you can have a little sleep, ha- hair panzer style, um, which <laughs> is a story we we will tell one day. <laughs> Um, and uh, I can do my own little Overwatch podcast. Do you know the best um, bit about that is? And destroy the unofficial controller podcast in doing so.
0: Tom can't even load a VHS (laughs) into a video player. I think that the BBC soundboard down here in the bunker is well safe from an Overwatch (laughs) podcast, at least single-handedly championed by the man himself.
1: Yeah, I have also played... um, a bit of New Game Plus on God of War. Um, I, I do want to play that all the way through just to get the upgraded armour sets. Isn't that it's another just one? A fun, it's a fun game anyway. Isn't
0: that another one of those classic games that levels up the baddies as well? Because I know when I went through on New e... Game Plus, it was mind-breakingly difficult. Again. Yeah. It yeah. felt like I just started the game again. I'm not keen on New Pluses when they do that.
1: I, um, I need to, I'd like to try and do the Valkyries on New Game Plus. That'd be quite a challenge. Uh, and as a new Game Plus
0: example, Spider-Man, when you do the new Game Plus in that, you just it's just a cakewalk, honestly. Oh, Even so on the it, hardest it, it, difficulty, on a new Game Plus, it's a cakewalk. It's not scaled. though. No. At least didn't yeah. feel like it. Certain yeah. sections on the DLC felt like it was scaled. Yeah. But the rest of the game was just an absolute cakewalk. Oh. Tom? Seeing as we've stomped the mud hole dry that is the what you've been playing section... We look over in the corner, (laughs) little Bertha, green screen's been working hard again. We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, in a story over on Nintendo Life that caught our eye, WWE 2K dev not happy with recent games. Japanese developer Yuke's the studio behind the WWE 2K series of wrestling games has created a second internal team which will develop a new wrestling IP. The WWE series has taken a he- seen a hefty chunk of backlash in recent years, with many believing that the game's overall quality has been declining over time. WWE 2K19 fared better with critics and skipped Switch entirely, but Uke's senior vice president and producer Hiromi Ferrata has revealed that the studio isn't best pleased about its recent output either. Speaking to VGC, Ferrata has said that the team has been frustrated with what has been able to achieve with recent efforts, citing factors such as its relationship with publisher 2K and a lack of competition in the wrestling genre as potential reasons for a lack of quality. She believes the answer to this problem could come in the form of this second internal team. We're trying to launch a new wrestling game. Of course, we will retain the WWE team, but we're also becoming focused only on completing assigned tasks. That's not the direction Nukes wants to go in. So in order to compensate, we're going to start a new wrestling project. We're not chasing money or trends. we will go in whatever direction we feel is most interesting, combined with the passion of whoever leads the project. As long as whoever leads the project has enough passion, then I'm sure we will achieve our goals. We are trying to launch a new wrestling game. Well, Tom, basically that was rather wordy in the end, but we've put that in the news because we've been talking about series fade. And it seems to me there down in sunny Japan that there's been a whole other load of developers, passionate artists, publishers, people like that, been trapped in a room. Fed only sushi and forced <laughs> to rock out WWE game after WWE game after WWE game. If you've strived your whole life as an artist, do you want to be trapped in a room? Let's say you go to WWE producers to work on in the development team because you're passionate about wrestling. But imagine being trapped in that room and not allowed to do anything else. This, this is, I think, great talk by, yeah. I, so I was. Really excited when I read this news. I
1: nearly joined you in the med bay after falling off the chair at the green, <laughs> at, at the green screen uh, and, and collapsing uh, with shock. Uh, it's about time, isn't it? Yeah. It's about time with this series of games and probably it's due for some others out there. Uh, we've played a few of them over the years and mm. it's not good enough. Let's put that out there. for For £50 pounds, for a new game... It's not good enough. It's just running on an old engine. You are rehashing, you chucking. Latest the one did look, roster The latest one did
0: look good, although it is guilty of all they're the crimes. They're not bad
1: games. They're it's... not bad games, but they're not great games. We no. we want. We know what we all want. What do we no want, mercy.
0: Tom? Oh, you want to know mercy? New gen. Really, oh don't my we? goodness. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know how that would float for new for new players. But, just, you know, I would like to see it. But the most important part of this story is the fact that they have <coughs> recognised that their internal teams are getting frustrated in the pipeline. They've offered them a, a carrot, I would say. Do you yeah. think... If you, imagine if you worked at EA, you were in the FIFA team, and for the last 10 years, you'd been drawing footballs. Yeah. Imagine if someone came down from the creative team and said, look, we're starting up a new team. We know that some of you guys working in FIFA are a bit bored so we're going to make a, you know, a space RPG. I think you, you'd be excited, wouldn't you? I think um, you would, and I think that's all... Like, they're very constrained because they're obviously youths. They make these wrestling games, so they can either make WWE or they can make their own IP, but the fact that they funnel people off to make their own yeah. IP is cool. Imagine if you worked at Bungie, or wherever it is, 343 Industries now, and you had been drawing Halo, you've been drawing Master Chief's you know, visor, yeah. For 15 years, and then someone came down. And said, think about making a new game, you'd be that would be exciting. I think it would be the break yeah. that you need. We've it's seen- a bit
1: like building a house on uh, the loads of instructions, or building a house going shows what you can do. Exactly, and and that's the thing. It it's letting these creative people really have a go, and not everything's going to work um, because. It doesn't always work out like that. But
0: the, but the chance to have a go. Yes. The I chance think the to get your thing. other felt-it pens out, to possibly go get the fancy craft set that Gran got you for Easter. You know, it's that it, chance, A isn't lot of it? these
1: games as well, they don't probably get the critical um, sort of praise, but they go on to be like a sleeper hit. Like, mm. I see there's fans out there talking about, are we going to see another uh, Mario Strikers? I don't know how well that was received when it came out. I don't it's think it was game. great, but I've heard loads of people say it's really good. And it, it's, yeah, it, it's, it probably deserves another stab. Overused name, but it's Hidden Gem. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So what you got, well, Tom? Well, I was just going to ask you quickly what, what you'd maybe like to see from that team with the uh, WWE license.
0: Well, they're saying that it's a new IP. So with the WWE license, I think it's just going to be another 2K iteration but this new ip wrestling ip whether that's going to be a japanese based
1: oh so more like uh Jap pro wrestling or... that's what uh, i was wondering if or what yeah.
0: you know what i'd like to see something like fire pro maybe yeah i mean you know we've got we've got the the fifa and the iss or whatever people call it these days
1: i think that was the point i when i was reading the article uh he was saying there's no competition also for them so a bit like reflecting Look real wrestling. A bit like reflecting real wrestling. I was going to say. WCW and WWF. They had to like make their own rival. Which and is what similar, they're doing. Yeah, I was going to say, absolutely.
0: Art follows fashion or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Or art makes art. Um, a bit more industry news, as we always like to bring you the good stuff, and the green screen's been working overdrive. In an article broken over on PC Gamer, Rockstar buys 7.9 million studio from struggling Starbreeze. Rockstar's picking up a studio from Starbreeze, and it continues to restructure in an attempt to avoid shutting down. Bovra Interactive, an art production studio that worked on Halo, 4's Horizon, and Payday 2, were acquired by Starbreeze for 8.5 million, and Rockstar get to get it for 7.9. For that 7.9 million, Rockstar get 91.8% of the shares in the studio. Starbreeze's shares and the other deal is expected to close before the middle of 2019. Dover Interactive is one of India's first and largest game studios, employing around 300 people. Founded in 1997 by current CEO Rajesh Rayo, and with Starbreeze, has worked on Payday 2, Overkills the Walking Dead. The zombie multiplayer was cancelled and removed from Steam after Skybound terminated its contract with Starbreeze. At Rockstar, it seems Dover will continue to work on existing projects, as well with the 500 Rockstar staff already in Bangalore on other games. Uh, the last year has been a difficult one for Starbreeze. Low sales from Walking Dead lead to cutting costs. The publisher was investigated for insider trading around the same time. It filed for reconstruction to avoid bankruptcy. Since then, it's been selling off studios and games piecemeal, including System Shock 3, Mokehawk Games, Ten Crowns. Um, included that, Tom, a little bit of an interesting sort of spin in my mind on that. The um, Yeah. I- Starbreeze aren't doing great no but they've carved off a team that Rockstar have seen it's obviously yeah they see potential in there and I've I've, I remember back in the day around the time of Forza 2 where they were sort of pairing off um, some of the more sort of day to day work of preparing textures and models and pumping that out to places like India for them to do sort of like the legwork on yeah Um, is this Rockstar's way of avoiding the crunch next time round possibly uh yeah. sweatshop <laughs> i think
1: they're maybe just going to be swallowed up and, and given to different branches of rockstar and and put onto titles they're working on because allegedly they're working on uh two or three games rather well than I, just wonder, one I wonder i wonder if
0: they're gonna split them up and get them working on all different titles or whether they're gonna keep them combined is that sort of seemingly combined eight hundred strong workforce and get them just like creating, you know, you work you make me a button for this guy's jacket, make me this, make me that, make me this, make me that, just like yeah. a dumping ground for the sort of catch up work and the filler work, you know, in between buildings in um GTA.
1: I wonder I wonder what it feels like to be in a company
0: that's sort of bought
1: out pretty much by a massive gaming company and probably quite exciting, spin. wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean first of all scary, like very exciting. I'm I mean if, the any, if there's if there's anyone out there who's listening, listeners um who work in the industry, we'd really like to hear from you and your opinions. Yeah, if we've uh, got any what, Indian what?
0: listeners, which we, we've got in we've got listeners from all over the world, but currently none in India. So we need that and then we yeah. need these guys' insight, don't we? we Tom. Do. Before we slip out the news completely wound free, tell me you've got Overwatch news. Uh I don't, not this week. Dry old affair for Overwatch. Yip yip hooray! But you look like you got something in the bottom of your stocking. Is it a Satsuma or you got a nugget of news? I've got a little bit of uh,
1: Nintendo news for the Switch fans. Nintendo Mario Maker direct announce in due Thursday. So that's uh, it's going to be this evening, and it's scheduled at fifteen minutes long, packed with lots of info about the up and coming release. Um, Tune in on. Wednesday, May fifteenth, at three PM Pacific Time, six PM Eastern Time, for roughly a fifteen-minute presentation uh, packed with all different facts about Super Mario Maker Two for the Nintendo Switch. Um, it's going to be eleven PM, I believe, tonight, uh, British Sea Time. Okay, that's uh, that's exciting. I, I I've been thinking about maybe getting it or whether whether to not bother because I played the first one and I'm not. I don't think i'm creative enough to i just found myself downloading other people's levels which i enjoyed yeah but it seems like they've added a lot more on this
0: one obviously we'll find out more tonight and well very um, very question here for me i've not really watched one of these nintendo um directs yeah but is it just going to be about mario making it is yeah it's a a specific one
1: so they tend to do like they did one for smash brothers and um what else have they done? I think um, they might have done a, a Mario Brothers one at some point years ago. They They do tend to... If they've got a big title where they want to cram out some information about it, they'll just do a, a smaller Direct for so that. So there's
0: no other secrets here. We're going to go in, we know we're getting Mario Maker, and we're going to come out and we're going to get yeah, Mario no
1: Maker. Uh, Some people still believe that it's going to be have some other games in there. It's just, no, I don't think so. What's the there most- was a rumour about maybe seeing a Switch Mini in there, but pff, I don't
0: know. I doubt it. Well, they better start pulling something out. So you'll have to get your Nintendo Elves shop because you predicted that Nintendo Mini and I ain't seen it. No. You bet the whole Um, bunker on that. The
1: other reason I'm excited that that's happening is because it does free up their E3 Direct to show some other stuff. And that was mainly why I was so excited about Mario Maker Direct.
0: Oh, I see. Yes
1: putting the pieces together now
0: oh i see see very slowly i so mario I maker i think is
1: coming out uh towards the end of june so yeah. it'll be after e3 but i think with them doing this direct we probably won't hear that much about it at e3 in in their other main direct oh i see well but yeah that's uh that's about it for the news this week um well tom
0: question is have we missed anything? Is there a take or an opinion not. on the news that we maybe haven't even considered? We went very highbrow, Financial Times, with some of the uh, news stories today. Yeah. I think we'd been drinking too Big many paper for the bigger boys, too many bigger boy cocktails. <laughs> we we came out with something completely left field. How would they get in control? How would they get in contact with us, Tom, if they if they needed to? Now be careful because that marker may smudge as you roll up your sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unofficial... Uno- oh, no. Oh, the answers, <laughs> they've rubbed off. You've just smeared them up your arm. Anyway,
1: listeners, before he ends up in another cast, questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or DM us on Instagram or Twitter, as so many
0: as of, of you do. Uh, do which... and have. So, yeah. as always, we've limped, we've crawled, we've sort of <laughs> fake laughed our way to the middle of the show. The feature, the meat of the sandwich. Now, Tom, that meat, it's incredibly Sony's state-of-play feature meat tasted, isn't it? It certainly is. Now, this week's discussion is the state-of-play feature, not only on Sony's new way of announcing things, the state of plays, but how they stand in the industry currently and where the next step may take them. As always, we reached out to the listeners, and they reached back. So interwoven into our discussion, we'll bring in prominent thoughts or questions by you guys and gals, our listeners. Tom, state of place, first announced March 22nd, 2019. What did you think when, I mean, I mean, we got that announcement off the back of sort of a 2018 announcement that they're not doing E3. And they. what was your immediate thoughts when they said they were going to just basically roll out these Sony Directs, as I'm yeah, that, that's what kind of, of got show. me
1: excited. I thought, well, I really like the Nintendo Directs and okay. I'm, I'm a PlayStation owner now, so that's even better for me to get those like little bits of like straight towards the fans, uh, trailers, news, what, whatever they want to throw in there. So as far and as I, you're
0: concerned, <clears throat> nothing but happy thoughts about that announcement. Yeah, I... Uh,
1: I f- with them skipping E3 this year it was a little bit of a downer, but yeah,
0: I think we'll, we'll touch on that a bit more shortly. Well, yes, uh, I mean, they they first announced these states of plays March twenty second, twenty nineteen. Sony's way of delivering content and news, seemingly without going to E3, and it was that previous year that they announced they wouldn't be attending E3 twenty nineteen. Yeah, um, that year twenty eighteen, they went all in creating that sort of fan area announcement things with the change in sets and the move fans around. Yeah. And that made for quite a, a messy... It did. ...show really. from the yeah. outsiders. But I'm sure if you were there, you had the press pass, VIP around the neck, champers in one hand, Canapé in the next, it was probably well, fine.
1: They hung it on those uh four big games, didn't they? They had Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. um, Last of Us 2, and Death Stranding. Uh, which were all great titles that we really wanted to see, um, yeah. but I think the delivery was a, a bit
0: messy. The the execution, yes, they weren't the excellence of execution. They weren't they for no. sure, were they? They
1: were more. Um, so they created Bam, Bam that... Bigelow. Oh
0: well, and also, <laughs> don't forget. The ghost of shusima flute guy what did you think of him i mean i've seen some really great mashups on youtube where he starts fluting all sorts (laughs) of things Uh, and i've seen somewhere i mean i i'm that confused now with that video i don't know what the real audio is does it did it sound quite sketchy when you did it the first time
1: i don't know where sometimes the marketing people get these ideas uh they're, they're really nice it's nice to try new things and I, like have the they had the guy playing music from the last of us as well I, I believe yeah um that's great but if you look at their presentation of God of War where they had the orchestra and then just a big curtain reveal and then we watched the we watched the like gameplay yeah that's what fans want to see we don't want to see too much other stuff we just want to get straight agreed pretty much straight into that big wow
0: I game, do like the game bit a bit of
1: cinematic build up is great, but don't overdo it, I think is
0: Well that's maybe my where the rock starts sets in, isn't it? When you overblow it on E three, people's expectations are sort of sky high in the game. Yeah, you and you we've know, all
1: seen the the like no puddles in Spider Man nonsense and things and just Oh goodness yeah. yes i forgot about i all think that. people have i forgot like, about that debacle people have like the rose-tinted glasses on at ether i think and and i know they do these graphical comparison videos but i don't always see i think sometimes they are a bit harsh on the release product it's like well they want to wow people they maybe will jazz the graphics up a bit but it does tend to get people's expectations a little bit high
0: what what do you feel about the i mean Playstation's in an unass- for what we can work out, an industry analysts would have us believe, Sony's in an unassailable number one position right now. It was outselling Xbox sort of two to, th- you know, one to three for every console. Every one Xbox, three Playstations were being sold. It was these sorts of numbers. Do you think Sony needs to miss E3 this year? Do they owe it to the fans <coughs> to do something like that?
1: Um I, I suppose it's like being the winner and just being like, yeah,
0: we'll let you other guys have a go. Um, Is it a little bit of that? I mean, a lot of the threads that have led us to this point, and it's not one that we like to pull on on the show, but there's certainly an allegation that Sony have become the corporate Sony of the end of the PS2 <laughs> era, and we might get a slap on the back of the legs. Mr. Sony's interesting price to gamers may well be £40,000 before we know what's all said and done. yeah. Are we heading towards an era where Sony may start to sort of drop the ball again? Microsoft can pick it up if they popped early with their new console and all that jazz, Tom?
1: Maybe like Thanos, it's inevitable. Um, sort of just throwing. Who's Thanos? Oh, he, he ain't got out much with that cast. So. What films are you in? He is in um, a little film called Avengers.
0: I've seen that. Gandalf's in it.
1: Is he? Yeah. In the Stingray version, it's director's the, cut. It's the camp, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With Suriya Mckellen playing Magneto slash Gandalf. Of <laughs> have <laughs> It
0: looked pretty good to me. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. I, th- I really
1: like the way it photoshopped like Suriya Mckellen's head onto Thanos' body.
0: What? What? Uh, you know, these are next level f- films. stingray has yeah. got a 486 PC in paint. There is no <laughs> corners cut here, friend. Uh sorry, yes, getting back on topic. Um what do you remember of E3? Let's before we move on with that. What's your do you have any sort of memories of E3 because I've the remember... whole show in general. Just of, yeah, exactly. In,
1: in his Yeah, there's been there's been times where I'm like and I still get that little bit of hype. I'm like it's E3 this week. I might be at work or I might be off work or you just get that little bit of like, what are we going to see? Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the time it can be disappointing because you, you, you just start making these wild ideas in your head of what games we're going to (laughs) see.
0: That that But yeah, I I really, I think
1: it'd be a real sad day if it's gone entirely. Definitely. And I, I, well, I, remember, it'd be a real loss to the I remember
0: looking back in the dim and distant past, and I you know, I've mentioned it on here before, but there were programmes like Bad Influence and the you know, on Sky there was all these sorts of different shows that would get access sporadically to go over and record E yeah. three and you know the old school E three was like a big stand with a great big 3D model of you. Let's say it's Duke Nukem, just so it's easy. Yeah. Like a nine-foot Duke Nukem, or maybe higher, 22-foot-high Duke Nukem. Booth babes underneath, writhing around <laughs> his legs. Uh, you know, you've know, you got gaming journos walking around, taking photos of all these new different games that might be coming out for Christmas. You've got you know the execs from Walmart and all that walking around. Getting sniffs of what games they need to be buying to put on the shelves for Christmas time, and they've got a booth babe hanging off their arm, and it was <laughs> yeah. very much a, um, an industry only. Yeah, it is a trade show, a isn't trade it? Trade show, yeah. and in recent years, the drop off. I mean, is it is it where everyone's saying, "Oh, how can how how can Sony drop out of E3?" People must have been dropping out of E3 like um, people out of a burning plane, Tom, <laughs> because it's now got to the point where they can't get enough industry insiders in. So they open it up to the general public like you and I, which is great because you can imagine what you and I are going to be like four hour queue to look at the next, I don't know, Commodore 64 game or whatever (laughs) it is. (laughs) Big shout out to Chris McClum, the Commodore 64 guy. Um, You know, whatever it is at E3 this year, I'm sure it's coming on Commodore 64 for you, Chris. Um, So it's all that sort of stuff going on, that sort of big show that's dwindled and dwindled and dwindled and yes, I'm sure the first, second and third wave of times where people got to go and it was E three and it was like, Wow, I'm at the Super Bowl Yeah. That's has that faded? Is that like, Well, do we need it? Is it just an overblown excess? It's not how the industry works. Well, with anymore. having
1: everything's literally at your fingertips nowadays anyway. Twenty four so, like, hour news. We, we as fans can watch reaction videos from E3, like live from E3. Yeah. Um, it's it, so in your face. Mumsy I mean, did a reaction video. get me video. wrong.
0: Mumsy did a reaction video to E3 last year. Really? Yeah, it's 24,000 yeah. clicks. Wow. She got two subscribers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I, they're both our usernames. I think if
1: you said to me, right, you can go and, and we can visit the show and, and look, I'd still love to go. I oh, think. I would. Is it I, one of those sort of gamer bucket lists? I never wanted it to go gamer bucket list? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I hope it's around for a long time to come because I, I think it's important.
0: Well, it seems that Super Bowl WrestleMania style of event will be missed by some, such as Odders UK, friend of the show, who wrote in to be part of the show on Insta. And here's what he had to say. I've got to say, I'm not massively won over by this state of play format that Sony's adopted. Growing up as a gamer, E3 was always been a big deal. I really yeah. get into yeah. the hype. Exactly, it's kind of what we've been saying. Kind of get into the hype and build up of it as always. Seeing all the new release AAA titles and, and not-so-triple-A is an exciting time. It's like Christmas time for us gamers, says Odders. More recently, I've got into watching live streams of the Sony and Microsoft conferences. The resulting lack of sleep the next day is worth it. <laughs> As you're treated to the spectacle stage show of upcoming titles, complete with audience reactions of cheers. Sadly, this is not the case with the State of Plays, where we are drip-fed five or so trailers, and that is it. I fear that the days of goosebumps inducing Katos emerging from the shadows in the God of War reveal a few years back, resulting in the Crown losing their... I've used the word minds here, but, you know, Od has used a slightly different word to showcase his excitement. Uh, and mine and minds may be over. Sony have said they're experimenting by not attending E3 this year. Hopefully we'll see them at E3 2020 for a huge PS5 focused event. And Odds signs off with love the show guys. Top. Well,
1: thanks Odds. Um I think you've raised some really good points there and it's it's interesting talking about drip feeding the the five or so trailers in the state of play whereas when you're watching E3 for the for the 3 or 4 days it's on you know you're going to you go on YouTube, you just type in the word E three, and it's, it's just boom, 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 content. boom, just loads of trailers. Uh, so I see what what you're saying with that, and as much as I like the idea of the state of plays, maybe the problem is with having them is they're not got that much to show at E three when it's all said and done. I think that's what has happened with Nintendo in the past. They they have these directs, and then they'll they'll do the like last year's direct for Nintendo. I remember watching it and thinking, "Why is Smash Bros going on for so long?" And it it was like forty five minutes nearly Smash Bros. That's that's way too long. Great game, but just I think they just didn't have the content to fill anything else at the time. You see, that must be a shame. You get, you know. See, that's what I can talk about. E three being the hype built up and then ultimately disappointed a little bit. But again he's made some good points there like Kratos' reveal on God of War was was great to watch that's the sort of stuff we love and, what about- I, and I remember uh, Twilight Princess Zelda uh, the crowd was just going crazy you can watch some very sort of <laughs> shoddy video footage of the, as I saw it uh, uh, on YouTube of the reactions and that's, that's what would be missed so much. I think if it was gone entirely.
0: Well, I agree. There's, there's that definite sort of all the games that get excited. Don't they around that time of year? It is like the Super bowl It's like it, the WrestleMania. It
1: also fills that summer of, cause let's face it as gamers, we tend to get our best titles towards the end of the year. Cause yeah, they know how to sell this. They're going to sell in towards, um, Christmas, Christmas, yeah, absolutely. So um, summer can be a bit poor. It's it's better now than it's ever been because there's just more games being produced. They just but spread
0: them and release them in a much better yeah, way. Yeah, I
1: think they do. But it was always nice to have E3 to to sort of have that little bit of game
0: and momentum to take you through till uh, till those, those games were released. So, well, sometimes back in the dim and distant days, sometimes a snippet of info from E3 was enough to get you through the next year. Like yeah. my, my time of having um, that horrible follow-up to WWE Raw WWE Attitude yeah. and my only my <laughs> only saving grace was an inch by inch sort of E3 strip that said yeah. that WWE got the license that literally got me through the rest of that year I think it was that Christmas that uh, Wrestlemania 2000 came out I may be wrong time plays many a trick on the faded brain so Tom Sony, they finish up, they've rolled up all the E3 carpet, put the pencils away, Yeah, they don't need to come out this year with all the bigger boys, the bigger boys are having private time on the playground, Sony's staying (laughs) in, doing his homework with Mumsy, hopefully he's polishing his PS5 specs up a little bit, Yeah, and uh, maybe he's having a word with Mr. Kutaragi, see if he can cut his pension down so they can get maybe that 4K (laughs) HD Blu-ray drive that they promised and they've saved money they've saved money on worldwide streaming they've saved money on these camera teams they haven't had to build a set of Concrete Genie or New York or a a desolate wasteland that is The Last of Us they haven't had to ship a guy in um, playing a flute (laughs) that they'd look like they'd found on the street no offence if he's an internationally acclaimed Japanese flute player (laughs) <laughs> My apology is is delivered forthwith I'm sorry, um, but they drag him in. They don't need to this year. They've got the money, yeah, did they need to save any money? Tom no, I don't
1: think so, and um, is it a better way to connect with us it's It's a little bit more direct, I guess, but well, yeah, I think they're probably trying to pinch the pennies a little bit do you but- think
0: but what for?
1: Yeah, exactly. What for? Like,
0: or like, why... are all companies under so much stress this day and age to introduce to improve by X percent exponentially year on year that if Sony can see an opportunity to rather Scrooge-like from our point of view, but we don't know the pressure they're under internally because I do believe SIE Sony Interactive Entertainment probably at the moment is holding Sony up. Mm as in keeping its head above water. Yeah. Are they under that much pressure at Sony HQ that PlayStation has to improve another... If they can find another 2 million by not doing E3... Yeah, they probably would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. You know, we've, we're all under pressure as it works and other bits and bobs, and I know Mumsy sometimes shouts at us when we're not cleaning our bedrooms up properly. <laughs> so I imagine that it's exactly the same at PlayStation Towers. It's not a pleasant place to be. Tom? Now that we've kind of chewed up the history a little bit and we've mused on that, these State of Plays, that first one, what did they show us?
1: Uh, yeah, so the first one, it was almost a bit like a PSVR special, um, which had you
0: excited. Remember, yeah, we liked I remember it, I watching we? it with you. I'm the VR uh, campaign <clears throat> champion for the yeah.
1: podcast. so we got, on the rundown, we got Iron Man VR, No Man's Sky VR, uh, which we talked about a little bit last week, yeah. Blood and Truth PSVR, Five night at Freddy's VR, uh, Concrete Genie, which obviously you can, I think, they, got some, integration of some integration of VR. Some yep. integration of VR. Yeah. Uh, we also got glimpses of Crash Tag Team Racing, Observation, and Ready Set Heroes. So I think that first state of play people were probably expecting. Boom, Last of Us too. Boom, Death Stranding. Boom, Ghost of Tsushima. Boom, and, and we got like a <laughs> VR showcase, and it's really because it's the first one they maybe
0: should have come out with a big title just to oh, show that I, this I'm, is for real I'm actually going to say that I, I think that state of play was better than the which we're going to get to the second state of play really? yeah I did I thought <clears throat> that um, that PSVR demo disc that came out that gangster game that like lock stock to smoking uh, <laughs> snatch uh, sort of copy on it where you, you smoked the cigar and you did all like, you've played it haven't you? yeah I did yeah I thought that was probably one of the most exciting parts of that whole um, demo disc, right? You've and got potential, in that yeah. To make and, I, it. and I think that Blood and Truth—I'm not going to say it's going to be a killer app because I think it's quite narrow market, a little bit getaway, yeah. And obviously, it's narrowed even more by the fact you need to have a PSVR to play it. But I've got a funny feeling that I know we've had our Moss game, you know, the little mouse game called Moss, and I know we've had Astro Bot and we've been sold all these ideas about games that we're going to get. But when it when it ends up being like a, a third-person view for a platform game, which was implemented excitedly in Moss and Astrobot, I think a lot of people are waiting for something like Blood and Truth to land. Skyrim was not the full VR party because it was built for 2D screens. And when yeah. you get in the world, you can tell.
1: I think, yeah, they they obviously need to build it with VR solely in mind. And they, so didn't, even be... have, they didn't
0: even have 3D audio. So, yeah. like, you, you could see a waterfall, but you didn't know where the sound was coming from. <laughs> it was messy, Maybe yeah. it was. And it took you out of the world. I'm hoping this blood and truth can sort of build on the, what they did with that demo disc. I'll tell you one other it... thing I'd want to see off that demo disc, and I'm desperate to see it. You know the underwater dive cage game yeah. experience? I, I think, would lo- I'd love to see that elaborated on. Yeah, yeah. really would.
1: There's, yeah, there's a lot of potential with that. Really. So what?
0: Have, what do you know of Blood and Truth?
1: Um, only really what we've just gone over there. It's um, like a, a East End gangster game. Yeah, um, <laughs>
0: very much. A snatch. I, I mean, like I did look at it and think that. Yeah, you know, I've recently gone back to play The Getaway, and it's it's. Imagine East Enders not aged well.
1: Uh, with an 18 rating, I suppose.
0: Well, I'm not... Um, normally, I would argue you, but I'm not even going to argue at this point because from what I've... I'm excited for Blood and Truth, but the sort of dialogue that I've seen <laughs> looked a bit weak. Mark Hammond. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's going to do better than Getaway because, like I say, have you played that recently? No. Don't. It doesn't hold up well. Oh, God, the driving alone. Is it worthy of the pit? Ooh it should be s- I enjoyed
1: it when I first played it PS-
0: I'm, I uh, I never PS2. got the opportunity to play it when it first came out if I had I'd probably be like you because I didn't and I'm playing it retrospectively it's not that good a game yeah I don't think it was that good a game when it launched but because of the graphics and some of the stuff that it was doing I think it got a free pass mate
1: just going back to obviously it is a VR game maybe um, Sony were making a bit of a statement really with the first state of play saying look we're fully behind
0: VR still well I mean it wasn't that long ago that we got the hot scoop in the news about that Iron Man actually being like a sandbox allegedly according mm-hmm. to the imagine the designer um, yeah. if it's on rails I think it shouldn't have been in the PSVR announcement if it's like the Spider-Man game and it's a five minute interactive experience if they dared to put that in a PSVR announcement they shouldn't have bothered yeah if, that's, if, that Spider-Man game was a big disappointment
1: if I was making a, a VR game, I think I'd go with more arcadey gameplay because, especially with the Iron Man, just make it feel like you are Iron Man. Even if it's on rails and you're just blasting baddies, just have all the gadgets, have the, have well, that's, the screens. Apparently that's what they're trying to do yeah. and that's what it'll
0: be like, but we, we don't know till we get a bit more of a, a Well, we can but hope. Uh we can't so hope.
1: We'll move on to the second state of play. Well, um, hang on a minute, just before you we any do... got more talking points on that? Yeah, well, let's
0: just talk about Crash Tag Team Racing that isn't a PSVR game. Yeah, that's coming out fairly soon,
1: I think. Um, I think it's
0: June. Yeah,
1: another sort of take on the...
0: Did you have that back in the day? I was a bigger no. boy, so I didn't play Crash Tag Team Racing before. Oh, fun.
1: I was scurried away playing Mario Kart and um, all the kiddie games, apparently. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> But yeah, crash. so what happened? Okay, a bit more about Crash Tag Team Racing. You excited for that? You're going to get it.
1: I think it'll be a great multiplayer to have, and it is a bit different to it's. A, Forgive my ignorance. Is it coming to the Switch, or is it a yes, timed exclusive yeah. on PlayStation? Yeah. I think I'll pick it up on Switch. I is it? it, is, at it all. is
0: it a timed exclusive like the last Crash Bandicoot? Uh, last I don't day? think so. No, so I it's multi-format yeah. release. Yeah, exciting. Tom, I think that's us sort of. A little, well, I could go on about Name no Man's Sky VR. I mean, I can't wait to get some more information about that. But up comes the rug, sweep it under, drop it down. There's not been one state of play so far, Tom, this year. There's been two. Yeah. What the hell was announced at the second state of play? Not so more games. I,
1: I didn't expect a second one quite so soon. Um, I thought they might drop one during the week of E3 just to go, hey, up, oh. Uh but they did. They showed a second one, and uh, the games they showed were Predator Hunting Grounds, Medieval Remake, Away, the Survival Series, River Bond, an up and coming expansion for Monster Hunter called Iceborne, and a Final Fantasy VII
0: Remake, uh, which was a bit of a closer look and some actual gameplay. Well,. Just before we go back and look through that list, that brings us nicely, no, nicely, nicely, mate, Hi. brings us nicely to Sir Doyle Dono on Insta. He's recently found us on the on the podcast app. He says, "I'm really enjoying the state of play model and hope it continues." The recent broadcast had a couple of things that got me excited, specifically away the charcoal days of play PS4. He says, exclamation marks, I want and obviously the Final Fantasy VII remake trailer. I think Sony really needs to stick the landing to cement their success for the next generation of consoles. Final Fantasy VII is likely to be the title that helps. It looks like they aim to stay true to the heart and story beats of the original, with minor updates here and there. I'm curious to see if they maintain the episodic release model they planned. Hopefully not. And he goes on to say that that will spoil the appetite for it, and him, and postpone... Uh, And he would postpone on buying it until it gets released in full. He said, he's glad to have found the podcast. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Sir Doyle, and welcome to the family. So he's obviously very hyped about that Final Fantasy VII announcement. Yeah. And uh, he also makes a reference to that away game. Now, I might shock you a little bit here, Tom. And I'm going to have a little bit of a segue, so please afford me the patience. But that away game with the documentary style in the background and all that. Now, obviously these are developed in their own silos in secret away from each other. But have you seen that new game being developed by the guy at Ubisoft that did the first Assassin's Creed game called Ancestors? Yes. Now, I do believe it's got a David Attenborough style narration Narration, in the background and you're playing, for all intents and purposes... No disrespect to our ancient ancestors, an animal surviving yeah. in the wilds, both of these games have got my interest peaked i didn 't expect Sony to come out saying that this was going to then again saying that they 've had some very ambitious, strange games. you know I remember when they brought that safari game out called Africa. Do you remember that? No. In not. the PS3 era you basically drive around a great big uh African game reservation. Yeah. Taking pictures of like rhinos and elephants and Like real life Pokemon snap. Pretty much. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> and that piqued my interest as well. It's some of these sort of uh, different takes. What yeah. what appeals to me about that uh a um away and the Ancestors one is the David Attenborough-style narration in the background. Almost, yeah. can you imagine it unfolding like Braid, where the narrator oh, actually cues fantastic. in yeah. to what you're doing and yeah. it works like that? I think Oh, no, be... sorry,
1: that was, uh, just a correction there, that is uh, Bastion.
0: It is, you're right. Both released on Summer of Arcades for the Xbox. Yeah, uh, Braid but... wasn't as good as I remember it being. Bastion was a good game. Yeah. Braid was like a super tough... I didn't like the art style. Did you not? I didn't like the art style in Braid. I found it interesting. It was, it was a tough game. Uh, put the puzzle it was. elements. That time traveling element was what made it most yeah, difficult. That was was cool. Maybe was very difficult. You know, maybe I just didn't. Maybe I've done it again. Haven't I? Over in the corner, near the olives and the hors d'oeuvres and the cocktails, *La Noire*, *Alan Wake*, <laughs> *Days Gone*. Braid, all in the long dresses, talking to me about the fall of the Roman Empire. And what am I doing? I'm counting smarties with a cast on my foot by the door. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't meant to understand Braid, was I, obviously? No. But in its namesake, Bastion had that sort of cool narration feature in it. Yeah. And, and if they can make it work like that, but obviously, what, we 10 years on from that now? Easily. Maybe.
1: There, Five.
0: Though. So... You know, that would be nice to see. Is there anything in there that
1: intrigues you? I see. I'm going to say the second one was more interesting to me. The Predator one with the trailer started out like, I was like, oh, like some generic army game in the jungle and then that music from Predator played. I was like, in the hang on. Yeah. Hang on a minute. But then what annoyed me about Get that the was chopper. it
0: popped up in the bottom right corner, not gameplay, you know, not representative of gameplay footage. And it's like, oh. Yeah. How far away is this game? And didn't we see Predator? Next, I thought that Predator was a playable character in um, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six or Ghost Recon Wildlands or something. You could play as Predator.
1: Um, I'm not so sure So is this by the
0: people that did that? Or is this by some people that have gone off and acquired a new another Predator franchise? Well, so it's a Sony exclusive, isn't it?
1: Um, okay. It's... It sounds like it's going to be very much like the fire t- the fire team of four soldiers. Uh, so four of you are playing as them, yeah, and you're going to have to work to either survive or I don't know whether you'll be able to kill the predator. And then what another person, person is playing they? the predator. So See, it's, that's a, a really good
0: idea. So it's like basically Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, yeah, that's or the game. What's I was, that other one? Dead by Daylight. Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, possibly could be. Um, yeah, I think Friday the Thirteenth is the one I've played, yeah. It's on the on one where I've you play
1: played. as the slasher or the like the horror. Yeah, I think it is feeling. called Dead
0: by Dead by Daylight. Actually, the other the other version of it, okay. the other monster game.
1: Uh, so yeah, maybe it's basically in the same vein as that, but a, a cool idea nonetheless. Uh, the medieval remake, I think, I never played it first time round, but it has me interested because it looks like one of those old platformers you used to play back in the day.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. There's a lot of
1: love for. I think if your remake, it seems to be a big thing, doesn't it? With Spyro, Crash,
0: and now Medieval, to, yeah. Ratchet and Clank got a remake, yeah, yeah. so it's like they they kind of tap into a little bit of the nostalgia. I never played Medieval. I think I've got it somewhere kicking around on PSP. Yeah, and um, I, I never played it on PS One. Again, it it wasn't in my wheelhouse at the time. It just didn't seem like something I wanted to play. Um, but I know there's a lot of fan love for that game I know yeah. there's a lot of um, people remember it fondly again <sighs> rose-tinted spectacles question mark possibly I think if you've got to weave that into a modern day experience you might be struggling but I'm sure the people that are doing it have got more than enough skill certainly more than me I couldn't even program a C-Fax page so <laughs> you know I talk some talk um the uh, the Monster Hunter expansion
1: Iceborne looked quite impressive.
0: Yeah, so that's definitely. See, expansion. We both played
1: that, didn't we? Yeah.
0: So you've got Monster Hunter World sat gathering dust under the TV yeah. right now. Does that need dusting off? Is this some? Deep... It looks
1: like a pretty meaty expansion. Like, there's a lot of looks if, like there's a lot of content. If those
0: snow effects of the snow morphing around their legs, all you know, horizon snow and all that. Yeah. If that's a feature that's actually in the game, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be weird to are they going to in, are they going to include the creatures' footsteps in the snow? Well,
1: that would be cool. And that's how yeah. you track it? Or, yeah,
0: that would be really nice. Because like, sometimes those footprints were a bit random, weren't they? Yeah, they weren't definitely. where it had walked. Um, It'd
1: give it that bit more of a hunting element, definitely. Um, the Final Fantasy 7 remake as well. I mean, that just looks
0: fantastic. It, it looks very much of the vein of Fifteen. Yeah, which I think is the right move. I guess they're using that engine. Yeah, I've played fifteen, not played
1: 7 Don't shoot me, fans out but there. But what
0: about Sir Doyle it's... Dono's um, really solid point there? And it's one that we've heard mentioned and bounded around with Final Fantasy VII quite a lot. This episodic content. Oh, not yeah. Why? Get a stone, bring it in here. We'll bleed it dry. Yeah, is it? I think it is that. I think I, I really owned it where, twice.
1: I do, I do wonder whether it's maybe they're struggling to actually make it.
0: Then why did they make it? <sighs> yeah. Is it an easy in It's, again, we put ourselves in these mindsets quite a lot. It's Thursday afternoon, floor 33. I mean, we say remake, it is, it is literally making it. From the
1: ground up again, it looks. Yeah, I mean, it's so like different. the
0: final, uh, the Resident Evil Resident, two. Yeah, that's yeah. that. You know, to think that that bears any, obviously some, but any relation to the final, uh, the Resident Evil two on PS one. Yeah, and you you are a million miles away. Mm-hmm. I mean, that game unfolds. The one, the more recent one, just unfolds just so beautifully. The graphics look incredible. Yeah, it's, there's nods to the gameplay tropes. But it certainly doesn't get itself too marred down in being a beat by beat copy.
1: Yeah, one of my favourite games this year, actually. Um, so, I mean, he sounds they, hyped for that. They, they could have, they could have ended up releasing that in um, episodes, but they saw sense and made it a full. Yeah, full I still style. need to pick
0: that up, and I will do. I'm quite excited yeah. by it, but I. If, if, Episodic of Final Fantasy, like I say, nonsense. Really. I already owned right, it twice. Why do I want to buy it again in bits? I spoke to a friend of mine, and he said
1: it could be like up to 100 hours long, depending on how you played it. But would we get those in like, I don't know, let's say 30, 35 hour episodes? Then you might have me and Trust Pete because yeah. it's, it's decent value for money. Do not give us like five or six
0: hours at a time because it will just it will feel so disjointed. It I won't feel, feel like... I personally I feel that's like the break that they are aiming to, that, to me the industry looks like it would want that to be that many bits. It needs to be that chunky where they can chuck it out in fourteen chapters. Something tells me it's not gonna come together in a nice way the way we want it
1: to Yeah. Imagine if it was like a book and you got the chapters and they could do a lot with it, but it's going to have to keep coming quite continuous if they're going to do it in quite a few episodes. Well, do
0: you it remember? To be, do you remember when Spider Man? like a
1: TV show. Well,
0: remember when Spider Man came out? Yeah, we got. We didn't even have the full game a month before we got the first DLC. Yeah, and then another two, three weeks after that, we got another one. If they released it with that sort of momentum and flow. I might be interested, but if it's like quarter one, the first chapter in January, and then we don't get the next chapter until April, and then we don't get the next chapter after that until yeah. June or August because they're trying to play it out to make it fit a, a company, you know, forecast ratio. No, 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 no. Like, I mean, uh, I wonder. Sir Doyle, I would just wait for it to be finished. And yeah, get finished, and get Bobby. the job lot. Yeah. yeah, a bit like binge watching a TV
1: set, like. So so it's the way shows. we like to do it now, isn't it? It is, yeah. And then when I sort of watching shows recently that have been weekly, it almost feels like ancient to go. Oh, we can't watch the next one till next week. Yeah,
0: it feels. It does feel it quite strange, odd school, doesn't it?
1: Um, so that's the state of plays. Um, they have the fans, and they don't. It's been. Uh, it's been good just to discuss those. Uh, maybe they'll revisit E3 next year when they've got some. Uh, PS5 hardware. To what show about
0: off. PlayStation Experience? Could this be PlayStation Experience? If they're not going to go back to E3, or if they've not, if they announce PS5 and they don't do it at E3, do you expect them to drop that at? Maybe start doing the PlayStation Experience again? I was checking out. I didn't realise. I thought it was just an American thing, It actually started in this country in 2002. So it's really? got a long history. The PlayStation wow. Experience. Um. I mean, if you were able to access those, and they were in this country, I mean, they're always going to probably do a big one in the in the US and announce PlayStation 5 or whatever. They've not, they're not currently not doing those, so they've kind of shut the door to E3. They've shut the door to their own fan experiences. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they're making all these strange moves. Now, the Sony that was doing these PlayStation experiences, this is a Sony the fans wanted to see. And it seemed like one that wanted to listen and they wanted to care but we don't want to get all doom and gloom on PlayStation's current new hermit status <laughs> uh, it sounds like the beckness the the underscore beckness has been involved uh, as Come and got involved in the show, Tom, all the way from sunny Australia, mate. Hopefully, we ought to probably now we've got listeners in Australia. I probably ought not to. Can I terrible Australian Can sense? I? No, I'm from Brisbane, mate. Brisbane.
1: Well, one day Mick Dundee might pop in, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish or we had his, a... his brother Brett. I wish we had a podcast to talk about that. Tell me, <laughs> let's put the Beckness out of a misery, Tom. What has she been saying?
1: Um, they say uh, they are killing it. Xbox is seemingly obsolete.
0: That's pretty bold. Switch is still very worth. strong. We're a multi format show yeah. here, but you know, you can be a fan. You can
1: say, say what you like. You say what you like. Switch is still worth having. Spider Man was super popular last year, plus, PS4 has loads of up and coming stuff like The Last of Us Part 2. Um, God of War is obviously going to have a sequel, as will maybe Uncharted. Um, but she feels like she's name dropped <laughs> enough there, so. Um,
0: she's going to leave it there
1: i will leave it there. Thanks for that, uh, the the um, the message and good to hear from well, you. Well,
0: she, I mean, like you know, from from her point of view, Beckness doesn't get any better for her, really, does it? There's no yeah. chinks in Sony's armor whatsoever, no. and I'm sure there's many listeners who would ape those thoughts. Yeah, now, absolutely. Sharaban C, long-time friend of the show, has a similar view over on Insta. Sony has all the tools to do great things. PlayStation Now, PlayStation Marketplace, and great physical content, with some of the best IP in the games industry. Sony must consolidate its place as the leader. If they support VR two and if PS5 is backward compatible, why would they fail? He all says he like to see a proper console war, not just a cloud battle. I think we'd agree with that, Sharaban, and thank Uh you for the submission. He also, uh, in the post, apologises for his bad English uh, because it's not his first language. Well, first of all, we welcome all listeners, Yeah. and I don't know where you're from, Sharaban, so please get back in touch and let us know. But whatever language you do speak, uh, you actually speak English, which is my first language, better than I do. <laughs> so don't you ever worry about that, Sharaban. Now, what do you think about Sharaban's points there? He thinks he's he's gone over to Sony's garage. He's yeah. opened the door. He's pulled out the toolbox. Oh, look at this, he says. They've got PlayStation Now, Marketplace, great IP, great content, they VR. All the,
1: they have all the tools, don't they, really, to, to win the next gen before it's even begun in some ways because if you go right, you played Spider-Man, you played God of War, you played Horizon Zero Dawn, you're only going to be able to play those on PS5. That's a lot of people going,
0: oh, yeah, well, that's sold it for me already. Well, to that end, another big friend of the show, the Gamer, again, part of the Instagram family, it seems to be where we're drawing our strongest and tightest knits. Now, he sits outside the PlayStation ecosystem as an Xbox guy, Okay. And he reached out to let us see it from the green side of the fence. <laughs> and we appreciate the balance he's brought Anakin style to the Force and this conversation. Uh, he says he's interested to see if we think VR's a fad, like the Kinect, or whether it'll become integral to the ecosystem. So let's just rest his point there for a moment and chew over that little morsel that Finster Game has thrown up on the table. What's your thoughts on that VR for you? Personally? Having played
1: both of them, obviously, and I think I oh, don't v- compare it to Connect. No, no, but I think oh, it's God. way more supported, isn't it? Yeah, it's, definitely. It, Xbox did seem to to ditch the Connect quite quickly. Um, so Xbox treated I think the Connect a little
0: bit like that sort of kid that hangs around with the family. Now everyone knows it's your dad's <laughs> secret. You know, child that no one wants to talk about, <laughs> but it's never really discussed at the dinner table. Microsoft yeah. launched the Kinect like that very well, they didn't launch it like that, they launched it with such pompous elaboracy that I really believe that Kinect would be tucking me in bed at night time. Yeah, when I got in front of it and it couldn't distinguish me from a wall. It started, mm. the wheels fell off. I bought every yeah. single launch game and I was there was nothing in there that I could be happy with. I bought probably most of the launch games for PSVR and I was 90% happy with every title I played. Yeah, Especially what I felt the system seller was at the time was Arkham Knight VR, whatever it was called, Batman yeah. Arkham Knight VR. That was incredible. Um, there were some other games in there that were cool, but for me, that was the standout title. I'm thinking back now to the Kinect. There was like Kinect Sports Adventures, the Disneyland game that my daughter had persevered with, but she shouldn't have because it was terrible. Um, It was a good idea, but the concept through the Kinect was badly implemented. In that regard, PlayStation have pretty much got that dusted off because once you bolted that headset on, it's pretty cool experience. But whether that holds up long-term in gaming, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think the next few years will will show where it's going to go, and obviously with the PS5 coming out, we're going to see a revised headset. And I think it's got a lot more support
0: already. So, well, look at the amount of of games that are on the marketplace to get from the get-go. I mean, yeah, there's what probably twenty in total connect titles, including ones like. FIFA, where you just shout substitute and weird things like that, or Forza, <laughs> where you tilt your head to kind of. I think there was that Kinect game, there was a Forza game where if you tilted your head, it would like morph the view of the screen around a bit so you could look in the mirrors. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. Again, good idea if they bottled it with the Kinect specs, it might be something, <laughs> you know, quite a powerful tool. Yeah, um he goes on to say that
1: he feels like he has missed out on some exclusives, like Spider Man. Um, but for him, he's an Xbox guy, and the exclusive franchises there are a big pull for him, uh, including Halo and
0: Gears. So let's just look as at As example. Let's take you as the guinea pig. Let's pop yep. you in a cage. There he is, Mr. Xbox. Yeah. All of a sudden, he decides he wants a PlayStation instead. I know. What brought
1: that on? Uh, you probably constantly hounding me to get one. Uh,
0: well, I was only telling you about the games I was playing. Yes you know, most of those with much
1: passion and and endless messages of buy a PS four
0: um, <laughs> so, I just thought you were missing out on some games that I knew yeah. I knew you would love. Last think, of us, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, oh, fantastic. Uncharted yeah. series, what's your thoughts on Excellent. that? Excellent you know do we need goes to go on. on. Bloodborne, what's your thoughts on that? Very difficult but really good. Um no, more going so go
1: in, go in. Spider Man. But did you like that yeah really good
0: I don't know if I could have if I you know un- could have reeled un- off that list for well Xbox. we've done we did that in the Xbox feature we, did, we? Yeah. we It was. well we
1: hope you enjoyed that Finster Gamer last week with the,
0: uh, the Xbox hopefully that was something for him to be happy about one thing before we move on Finster Gamer's done there but he's uh, he's always been a big supporter of the show and he's always hopping around on the old Insta page, showing his love here, there and everywhere and joining in the conversation, much like we hope many of you will. Uh, Finster Gamers' content, though, on his Insta page is always absolutely top grade because he writes these little reviews. Yeah. And these reviews so. have caused him to uh, open up a Tumblr page. And I have to say, it's just as good content. Yeah. Really good. Top-notch stuff. If you've got any time spare or in your day, you should definitely look out F-I-N-N-S-T-G-A-M-E-R. I've probably missed letters out. You'll work it out. He's there. He's a good friend of the show. Um, Any more thoughts in general on where PlayStation find themselves, Tom? Oh, it...
1: Yeah, it is like they've won the race and they're stuff in a victory lap of of just throwing the weight around. Can
0: I what about if we let me word it this way. Have they won the race or are they in that classic tortoise and hare scenario where they've raced about a yard before the finishing line and they're lent up there laughing at the hare as it trundles its way up the street. Yeah. Uh what do you think? Yeah, it,
1: I think you could almost argue they've got the next gen in the bag already. Wow. Um, That's brave. What if, I, what if, what if Xbox show
0: and they... They are going to have to have the world's have an, biggest
1: E3 for for them to
0: catch them. Well, it's where you heard it first, about four episodes ago. You did say that was going to happen. Are you now a bit nervous? No, I want them to. I think... It'd be good I for think gaming. Healthy,
1: healthy competition is always good um, in any industry, especially in this one. I think. Okay, that's that's going to be my sort of thought. On... That's your
0: closing thoughts on yeah. it. Well, we as eloquently got... as you've done that, I do believe you're. I say you're, but good friend of the show. I only say you're because you can pronounce his name and I can't. Tell us who's been on. Uh,
1: Red Dragon Rius uh, on Instagram. He uh, says last week's show was wicked,
0: guys. He's uh, too
1: kind. Thank you for that. As for Sony, they're on. He the holds Opinor. up
0: mediocrity <laughs> in such a high guise. <laughs> it's it's certainly affectionate praise. He's fav- he says,
1: "Well, I imagine him saying, we 'We're his favourite mediocre show,'
0: <laughs> and there are many.
1: <laughs> there's there's millions, but we are the higher end of media. We we we
0: we're, we're, we're definitely." Suboptimal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he also says
1: uh, as for Sony, they're on the up and up. Uh, he's not sure on the PS Plus offerings at the moment, which we have talked about being a little bit of a letdown. Well,
0: he actually calls refers to them as dead. Yeah, this month's
1: Bold. yeah <laughs> this
0: month's uh, PS Plus offerings are just dead to him.
1: Yeah, uh, and he thinks uh, Sony are making good calls on its game IPs but isn't keen on the censorship of games that they have been calling for
0: lately. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. he makes a... I mean, we've heard a lot about the whole uh, you, you, you won't do cross-play, you won't do this, you won't do that, you won't do the other, but there's another one of those sort of stories that won't go away about Sony's censoring of things. You know, yeah, when I was yeah. a kid growing up, Nintendo was censoring everything but Sony have felt the need to censor some very bizarre things out of games that are rated suitable for that age.
1: We don't yeah, want you were a PlayStation choices. you know we're
0: a we're a PlayStation state of play feature but we're also a PG podcast. Yeah, so we can't go too into the depths yeah. of what was censored and bits and bobs but you know <laughs> is is an adult that's of age Gonna find what they cut that shocking?
1: Yeah, it's it's very strange in in a world where we can watch like eighteen movies, and I mean none of that's censored, is it? It's no. Just...
0: Well, there's there's on the green screen, you click in a couple of wrong words. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know it was only the other day that Mumsy asked me to try and order a prawn sandwich (laughs) from Asda. And you're in a world of trouble. What I saw, she came back through with the hairbrush and larynct me and then realised that I'd spelt prawn wrong. Always clear. The history. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even guilty, so I had no history to clear. Words of advice for everyone out there. Now, Tom, sounds like the big man. Oh, yeah. He's using his Shell Rewards card. He's topped up the fuel tank. And he's made some house calls. Now, hashtag Stingray's Boot is the hashtag we want you to use when you are showing us your pickups. So if, like us, you want to head on over to Instagram, you want to click on the little magnifying glass, and you want to type in there, Stingray's boot, and if you're following us, guys, click that now, and you are now looking at what everybody is looking at. We're looking in Stingray's boot now. We've got a guy here, Radad Game. I, I don't know whether these are pickups or whether he's just showing all the pictures of all the games he's ever bought, but it looks to me like Radad Game. He's been on a bit of a SNES mission. He's picked up Clay Fighters. He's picked up, seemingly, Killer Instinct, Super Mario World, Alien 3. Some boxed, some not. He's picked himself up a SNES console. Radada Game, he has been looking and picked up some quality stuff. Uh, what else have we got? Sharaban seems to have had some luck with a Lego pickup. Spanning many different genres, spanning many different formats. I um, see.
1: He's also picked up um, an excellent Street Fighter collection as well. Sharaban? Yeah, he has. I mean, that's that's awesome. We're big. Well, I'm a big Street Fighter fan, so really cool to see. He's got some. Uh, he's got Street Fighter Five being the latest title in the series, uh, which I'm enjoying on PlayStation as well. He's got Ultra Street Fighter Four, one of my favourite games ever. Um, Street you... Fighter EX Three, they're sort of controversial as to whether they're they're a slightly different looking Street Fighter game, but has he got I the... still enjoyed it?
0: Oh yes, I see. He got the movie. He has. <laughs> what a man! What a guy! If it's got the name Street and it's got the name Fighter on it. He owns it. Sharaban's buying it. In his love for Capcom, though, he's also recently, just like I have, repurchased the Dead Rising games. Oh, um, yeah. Now, I got those to have a little bit of a critical look through a lens of some zombie games and sort of look how they compare to Days Gone, which I'm sure I will do once ah, I get my leg okay. back. Yeah. <laughs> Until then, I'm locked down here, improving my score on Tetris in the sick bay and playing the Vita. What else have people been ratcheting up for in Stingray's boot, Tom? If Uh, I may... We've got... Yeah, you go ahead. Oh, my goodness. How could we forget regular friend of the show and lottery winner and owner of an Amazon-style warehouse because Ozcat does not know when to stop, guys. He's (laughs) been and got himself a copy of Final Fantasy VII with a cloud figurine. He's then got himself the PSP uh, expansion. He's then got the, the... Blu-ray movie expansion and he's even gone and got himself um, a cloud Dirge three. of Cerberus as well on the PS2 a much loved classic and hidden gem considered by some interestingly in
1: the pickup, he says Final Fantasy 7 could be the most overrated game ever made but it's still a very good game and it doesn't come into his top 5 well let me just tell you one
0: thing Oscat doesn't know whether he likes Final Fantasy 7 or not one thing Oskat must love more than Oxygen, Tom. He's only gone and picked up a further two copies of Shantae on the Game Boy Colour. He just cannot get enough He of that. can't get enough of the purple-haired Temptress. Uh, it also looks like he's been expanding his Wii, his Switch, listen at me, his Switch collection, and he's picked himself up a copy of The Escapists and a copy of Another World. Like I say, he's got quite the Switch collection. He though. has got quite the Switch collection there. Lots of limited run games. Um, there's a guy here that probably deserves a shout-out. I.A. Retro Gamer Dad. Now, he looks like he's been on a right little mission. He's picked himself up an Aqua Twance. twance? An Aqua Trans Every Week, Tom. I say how I fall You've over my words. You've got to have words. one little... Every week, I've got something. So he's got his aqua, transparent... I mean, I guarantee anyone else trying to say that right now, without practice, they're going to fall over the same lips I fell over. Falling so, over words like you fall down the medbay stairs. Yeah, oh, Tom. <laughs> Not only do I feel physical pain... But I feel mental pain as well. And you just tortured me like a small guinea pig. The one that Mumsy had to take away from you. <laughs> so we've got a Super Mario nightlight in the form of the one-up part. He's gone and found himself a NES cleaning kit. He's only gone and secured himself that little PlayStation 2 classic twisted metal black. He's found himself... What looks to be a different copy of Halo on the original Xbox. Minority Report and the aforementioned that Crash Tag. Look at that Super Game Pad. The Crash. Okay, I can't even say that, Tom. Just help me out. Crash Just throw Tag me a Team. Line. Crash Tag Team Racing. What format's that on? It is on PlayStation Two. How can you can speak and I can't? You know, looking at the Super Game Pad, it's for use with the. It's a wireless control pad for the SNES. That Tom. Now ah. that's
1: that's cool. Ah, it's for the SNES Classic Edition as well. So the Snow's Mini. That's very cool. Yeah. We're like an unofficial controller, don't we?
0: And he's got a pretty good selection of um, NES carts there. Bionic Commander, Adventure Island. Uh, and what's that other one? We need a closer look, don't we? He's, he's not sent us the best pictures there. Uh, and then... Daddyzilla 80. There's a lot of daddies here, isn't there? Retro Gamer Dads, dad. We have to Wales. shout out
1: to all the dad gamers out there who probably <laughs> have to go to the back catalogue of gaming because... Kids are playing like,
0: Fortnite. Yes. Uh, the, the main console is taken up with so Fortnite. So, Daddy Zilla hauled away in the lean-to at the back of the house playing on a CRT. What games did he pick up to play? He's uh, He's got Guitar Hero, Legends of Rock. Uh, wow. He's got
1: some DS titles, Mario and Luigi. He's got a couple um, of remotes. Yeah, he's got. Uh, what else can we say? That Nintendo
0: carry bag looks
1: cool. He's got. An, he's got several oh, Uncharted games. Tom, Mad Max.
0: The best bit. If you scroll through the gentleman's pictures, he's also got some really cool pie tins. One of them's. Um, is that Mickey El- Mouse? Alf. I think one of them is Alf. The alien from space. We couldn't ask for more. Another one's Bernie and... Uh, Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie from... Um, what's that street called? Sesame Street. Not where wings wings beat. That's Pigeon Street. I'm talking about the bigger birds. Sesame Street. When you're on Pigeon Street and you talk about the bigger birds, does that mean <laughs> you got bullied by a big yellow walking bird? I reckon so. It's got to be, hasn't it? Have we, um, he's, got those, he's got
1: those tins ready to roll on the oven as well. That's what I'm Along with the Troll.
0: The Pythons and the yeah. Troll. Um, I think there's one more here. Hayes Collectible. Hayes Collection. He's picked up a PlayStation 4 copy of The Division 2. And before I forget, um, Chris mcclum has been picking up stuff again. Now, I only know this because I think he sometimes forgets to put the hashtag, does Chris McClum. Um But in recent days, he's picked up a mini-disc Walkman, a Sony with a remote control. And he's also picked up a couple of little cars. Little toy cars. How funny is that?
1: Were they like the toy cars you slipped on earlier?
0: They're slightly larger scale, so oh. Chris McClum's thinking of me here. Yeah. He's not putting not what I would to make call home alone traps. No. And as for that flamethrower you left for my hair. That stings as well. Mm. Tom Cruel. As we drag ourselves limping and kicking and screaming towards the end of what can only be described as a slightly higher-than-average show, it's the time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week? Oh, yes. Achievement stroke trophy unlocked. Managed to say the Stingray intro.
1: And he's nearly here.
0: That is the sound of a man that's easy on the throttle this week, Tom. <laughs> he's been hiding out low in the wagon and horses car park, <laughs> selling his wares from there, knowing he's safe from fact, the Federation Against Copyright Theft. <laughs> but with that, he loves to chew the gravel up the gri- drive, and here he comes. These are the new release highlights for the week May 13th to May 19th, 2019. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical, or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed. It could be region dependent now. As the car brings itself to the saddle, this brings a settle, the springs wink in the background, and he gets out of the car. Don't look at him, Tom. Don't look him directly in the eye. Don't do that. He's like a snake. If you do that, he'll have you. <laughs> so, with avoiding eye contact with the stingray. Let's pop the boot and have a look inside. Tom, what's that next to a copy of Darling Buds of the May? Starring David Jason and Pam Ferris. <laughs> Tom, if you're not a fan of Darling Buds of May, that ITV classic reimagining of the classic 50s books, the Darling Buds of May, Tom, if you're not interested in that, which might be my mummy mummy at this rate... <laughs> What are you pulling out? Uh,
1: Darkwood uh, for the PS4, Switch, and Xbox. Um, Once
0: again, Tom, looks like Mr. Kataragi <laughs> has gone and snagged himself in this exclusive. exclusive. And that's the big announcement that they're not going to be able to check out <laughs>
1: A3 this year. Uh, so it comes out on PS4 on May 14th, Switch May 16th. Exclusive! And Xbox. May 17th, <laughs> Xbox losing out with a one-day exclusive. Think of the
0: copies they're not going to sell uh, yeah. now. Think how uh, ma- That's a system seller. I mean, we're being really harsh on Darkwood. It's actually a really good game. Darkwood
1: is a challenging survival horror that does not rely on jump scares. Craft weapons, prepare traps, fortify hideouts you will explore and scavenge the eerie forests of the Soviet block by day, then hunker down in your hideout at night. With nightmarish forces corrupting the woods, wait and pray for the sun to come up the next morning. Wade through the grueling, bizarre world of Dark, Darkwood and delve into the creepiest secrets of its inhabitants to escape the infested land before it destroys your body and consumes your mind. Some of the features. No jump scares, an atmospheric horror experience that creates a feeling of tension without cheap horror tricks. A day and night cycle, roam the corrupted woods by day and use your hideout to seek survival during the night. Randomly generated maps and events. The world will vary for each playthrough and each player. And there's some crafting. Scavenge for materials to upgrade your hideout and create weapons, traps opposite.
0: No game worth its back teeth these days. Can't come out without a little bit of crafting, Tom. (laughs) Uh, Let me have a little look-see. Move out of the way. Don't look at Stingray. Reaching in. I'm pulling out. Boom. What we got? Mm, I don't want Destroy Humans on PS2. I want Plague Tale Innocence on PC, PS4, Xbox and May 14th. And May 14th. That's a new system. I'm telling you about that now, the May 14th console. (laughs) It's not the console, unfortunately, but that's when Plague Tale Innocent comes out on all the formats. Follow, including Amstrad CPC464, for all our retro listeners. Follow the grim tale of young Amica and her little brother Hugo in a heart-rending journey through the darkest hours of history, hunted by Inquisition soldiers and surrounded by unstoppable swarms of rats. Amikia and Hugo will come to know and trust each other. As they struggle to survive against overwhelming odds, they will fight to find the purpose in this brutal, unforgiving world.
1: It looks impressive, that does. A good story, apparently, as well.
0: Um, I'm, I'm a bit torn. Uh... I...
1: I've i heard the gameplay is not that interesting in a way. It's a very much like a walk-in sim, but with oh. various action segment you see in um, the
0: stills in my gamer gamer magazine that I get in the still shots that looked like it would be my kind of game are you yeah. saying that I should save my mummy mummy for what's coming up next yeah so do Is you this... want
1: to, you take that one what? if that's going to be your game of the week I thought it was going to be our game of the week no I think um, I might actually pick up Darkwood I'm quite intrigued after reading that out oh great
0: so I'm stuck down here in the med bay you're up there playing Dartwood, yeah. And Mummy likes scary games as well, so I bet she'll sit with you. So I'm mm. all down here alone having a real life Dartwood experience, and you're up there laughing and joking, eating Haribo. Yes. All right. Well, Loving in that life. case, I might. In that case, Tom, if I'm going to be down the med bay for a little bit longer, can you bring the extension lead down on the PlayStation? Of course. In which case, Mummy, Mummy. Please may I have a copy of Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow, starring Jude Law. (laughs) Only joking. Let's move that aside. I want Rage 2. PC, PS4 and Xbox. Out May 14th. That's not the console. That's the date. (laughs) (laughs) Asteroid has annihilated 80% of the Earth's population. Humanity's numbers are dwindling. Ruthless and bloodthirsty gangs roam the open roads and tyrannical authorities seek to rule with an iron fist. As Walker, the last ranger... I have to stop there, because there used to be a TV show <laughs> Texas, called... Walk, Walk, Texas, Texas ranger. ranger! With Chuck Norris. With Chuck Norris. And Is that who all, you
1: play as in this? Yeah, it you may play,
0: be. play as Chuck Norris, the walker, the last ranger of the wasteland and a threat to their power. You've been robbed of your home and left for dead. No one does that to Chuck, it can't be him. No. And now he, he have to rage die. for justice and freedom with ludicrous vehicle combat super-powered first-person mayhem and an open world full of emergent madness. You will tear across an unforgiving wasteland, battling sadistic gangs to find tools and tech needed to crush the oppressive rule of the authority once and for all. I've got a little fact about that game that I saw the other
1: day. Oh, please. Put it there's on a a, the there's a, there's a Danny Dyer-like voiceover for the game. What, Very Danny
0: bizarre. Dyer himself?
1: I believe so, yeah. Check well, it out. I will. Um, moving
0: on. Rock of Ages two.
1: Well, hang on bolder. a minute. What what's that other thing that you've got? What other things that?
0: Oh, I just wanted you to come up with like some random niff naf and trivia movie that, you know
1: Wow, well, what's,
0: what's the best you can come up with at short notice? Um Howard the Duck. <laughs> I love that film I
1: bet you did I do I still do I've got it on DVD hiding it from the bigger boys when they came (laughs) round making out you were watching Robocop and all the ultra violence oh you've got
0: me and you were just watching Howard the Duck well you know we share childhood (laughs) memories so you know it's no secret to know you know my darkest darkest (laughs) secrets Um,
1: we should one day do a top 10 rundown of like guilty guilty pleasure films Oh, yeah. It's not
0: really in the gaming wheelhouse. Maybe no, if the fans
1: demand it, we will do Tom, it. Tom,
0: a little Resmudge thing. your arm right in the right in the middle of the Rage Two readback. I want you to let us know how we could get in touch with the show. Uh, you can
1: reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com dot com or direct messages
0: on Twitter or Instagram. You see what we've done there. His rage two has been a little bit cheeky towards journos and other people in the gaming industry by being edgy and cool and ignoring people. <laughs> we just flat out just totally fluff the rage two readout. He doesn't yeah. need it, Tom. It's the biggest no. game this week. It is, yeah. Um, so that's me. That was me. That was me actually murdering my mummy, mummy. Tom, rescue from the fallen debris of the podcast. This next game. What you got?
1: Uh, we've got Rock of Ages 2 Bigger and Bolder on the Nintendo Switch released May 14th the greatest rock race in tower defence art history game is back what a bizarre mix that is like the title says Bigger and Bolder cranks up the surrealism and gameplay with chaotic four player multiplayer new time periods and improved graphics physics and destructibility powered by the Unreal Engine 4 um, to be Bigger
0: and Bolder B-O-U L-D-E-R. See what they've done there. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. Uh, we had a look at that earlier. You made a reference to it being like Katamara Damacy. And Damacy. with a
1: Monty Python animation style going with, on there as well. Um,
0: but, unfortunately, they don't do themselves much justice because that write-up makes it sound like a very poor mobile game. Yeah, agreed. Doesn't it? Actually,
1: go? It's worth a look on YouTube, uh, listeners, if just to see what a bizarre mix it is. Now, it, it does deserve a, oh, a bit it's better definitely than that, a look than that at. little writer. But
0: like a snake in the grass, I'm going to pop out. Castlevania Anniversary Collection, PC, PS4, Xbox, Switch, May 16th. Includes multiple classic Castlevania action. And like, a, like the Red October, Tom. Down scope. I'm going down. That's all I've got to say about Castlevania. What are you? Go- <laughs> <laughs> what are you got to tell me Brief. about Dark Future, Blood Red States, PC, May 16th? What's that about? Uh, step into the extraordinary
1: dystopian world of the Dark Future, filled with danger, chaos, and adventure. A game of both action and strategy, unlike any other, featuring a unique time dilating command. Mode to help you make tactical decisions on the dangerous highways of this world.
0: Tabletop Gods PC, May 16th, for desktop PC, but also available in VR. Ah. And for those with compatible televisions, CFAX. Lead your <laughs> troops in an explosive action arcade battles that rage across tabletop battlefields. Command your troops, set fiendish traps bolster your defences, and wield powerful magic to destroy your opponent as you compete for power in the heavens. Mm -hmm.
1: Tom? And the last one on the list this week is Guilty Gear uh, on the PS4 Switch, but also in an additional couple of uh, XX revisions on the Switch May 17th. The original Guilty Gear and Guilty Gear XX, Ascent Core Plus R, reunite to celebrate 20 years of 2 date. 2D anime action.
0: Well, mm. that draws Stingray's boot to a close, Tom. And as okay. always, from Stingray's boot... Rare mix this week. Very, very rare. We pirouette round. And I... Well, I don't pirouette. I sit... Well, what are you going to be playing this week? Oh, you beat me to it. That's what I was working up to. Oh. What am I going to play this week? Well, a little bit more Tetris. And I'll continue. And I might have... OG a, Tetris? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's only one. There's only one Tetris you Just can try play. Try Tetris the on bay. the Switch. Maybe I should the Battle Royale one. And the only other one. I, well, the only other thing I'm going to give a go is the old Final Fantasy X HD remaster. Yeah. Uh, if I get back out the sick bay, or you bring the extension lead down, I may go as far as to. I, I want to try and finish. Days gone, but the way you talk makes me feel like I might be a bit far off.
1: I know, I, do, I still don't know how far I am off, but it's good that it's lasting. It's, it's um,
0: a meaty game. Got and you're play, still enjoying sti- it. You yeah, see, I'm desperate to it. play it. I tell you, if I don't get back to play it, um, the other thing I might do is remote play some Yakuza Kiwami 1. Yeah. Because that game...
1: I think with Days Gone, the that I enjoy it more when I can put a couple of hours
0: into it at a time. Because it yeah, just I takes you back into that. it. Definitely. And I, I tell you what, we didn't really get to, I didn't really get to, really touch on it really or elaborate last time we spoke about days gone but uh i've had so many walking dead show moments that have just happened in that zombie sandbox uh, like okay, i'm yeah. doing something like trying to get some fuel and boom a zombie will come out of nowhere freaker will come out of nowhere yeah and like grab me or i'll be trying to do something and i'll like bimble into a horde or not a massive horde but like 20 or 30 guys or freakers it's like oh no
1: i had an interesting thing happen the other day it's not really a spoiler it's just a cool little detail an enemy who was on who set himself on fire ran behind me grabbed me set me on fire Uh, he died and then obviously because of gameplay reasons i was still alive but i rolled and it put the fire out but yeah i've been all his clothes and skin were like burnt which was a cool little thing
0: i never got to look at that i've never thought to look at that
1: that's really cool I think there's a lot of details in there that people are
0: starting to pick up on. Um, so let us know if you've seen any. If you've uh, seen listeners. anything. Yeah. And I tell you one thing that they will see coming. It's the end of the show, Tom. It is. And that's all we have time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time and we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you next week, Tom. Cheers, dude.